film talk we're gonna discover the best movie of all time hey guys i'm joe and i'm buddy and we're film talk we want to discover what the best movie of all time is mm-hmm. and we're gonna do that by evaluating movies each week apparently we're doing it weekly that's okay we'll figure it out anyway we want to just kind of <laughs> one by one talk about different movies and if they are gonna stay in the running to be the best movie of all time yes so today we're gonna talk about avengers endgame uh, mission impossible Tom Cruise and his love for sprinting, and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And, you know, everyone has their favorite movies. Like, everyone has, like, three or four movies that they couldn't live without and that their life is totally different because of. But just because a movie is your favorite movie doesn't necessarily make it the best movie of all time. Right. So, for example, Josiah, what's your favorite movie? Well, my first favorite movie is The Dark Knight. Right, but The Dark Knight might not necessarily be the best movie of all time. Right. Right. Okay, so um, so first we're going to go ahead and talk about Mission Impossible, the first one. Um, thank, thank you, Josiah. Yeah. For... I, had to, I had to add to the mood. <laughs> um, actually, the soundtrack for this movie is kind of incredible. Um, do you know who, who, who is the composer well, for this movie? Actually, this is the one for the third one. But oh, well, you composer... know what? I don't know who the composer for The composer for the very, very first one was, I think, I don't know what his name was. Uh, I think it was, I know the director was Edward Thick or Brian, Brian De Palma was a director. Brian De Palma? Artie Kane did the soundtrack and he Artie did Kane. a really, really, really good job. I know he, I know that just because. Oh, what, or Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman did it. Okay, Danny Elfman did the soundtrack for this. And he did a really good job. That whole movie, it's all very, the music is all done very well. And there's also a lot of places when they could have been using music, but they decided to just keep it completely silent. They do that a lot throughout the series, like in Fallout with the uh, bathroom yeah. fighting scene. They really do use silence to their, to their um, benefit a lot of the time. Trying to find oh this is this is the song. Yeah, I don't know. There's I don't know. I just there's a lot of really good how do I stop it? Yeah, that's how I do it. Okay. Alright. So um first with this movie I wanted to talk about Tom Cruise. He's like thirty four when this movie first started, um like, when it first premiered, I want to say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was so, this movie released dumb. in 1996, and Tom Cruise was about 34, and he does not look 34, let me tell you something. That guy, he looks so good in the first movie for being 34. Yeah, he he looks, like, late 20s, maybe. Maybe even mid-50s. Mid-50s? Oh, mid-30s, mid, sorry. Mid-30s? <laughs> He's mid-50s in Fallout, and you can definitely tell. Yeah, dude, he looks 75 in Fallout. <laughs> I'm like, man, they need to put him in a home. Okay. He's running around. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I want I wanna, I wanna run. I I'm like, no, where no. is his cane? Someone, no, Mr. Tom, someone get him his vitamins because 
He doesn't look like he took them. He's Chimera. (laughs) No! No. Okay, so... Um... So it says here, we're looking at IMDB. So he's working for the Impossible Missions Force, and he's constantly working against them, actually. Yeah, that was the one thing that actually kind of really bothered me throughout the series, is that, like... He never works for them. He's never really... Like, he's always working for them, but he's never working with them, is the thing. Yeah, like, Like, in the beginning of each one, he's with them, and then... All of a sudden, something happens, and his relationship with them is messed up. Yeah. Like, in the first one, and I... And, you know, you made a good observation the other day when you said that they always start with, like, a like a good mission right at the very beginning. Yeah. But then the movie is kind of kicked off with a mission gone wrong. Right. And that starts off, you know, obviously they start that formula in the first one and it kind of <clears throat> continues yeah. for the rest of the series. Well, except the third one actually kind of gives you, like, an event that happens that is not good. Which right. is why the third one is, in my opinion, like the best one. But right, but we're talking about the first one exactly, right now. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not talking don't get about ahead the of yourself, stinky please. second one. Dude, or the we can get sport. to that next week, but yeah, that's. Uh... But so the first one, um, if you haven't seen Mission Impossible one, I don't really know why you're listening to us talk about it right now. But just in case you're just liking oh, the sound for, of our voice, for a heads up, look for the description of the episode before, and if it says we're going to talk about a movie. We're going to spoil it a lot. Yeah, So you probably should have given the spoiler warning at the beginning. Yeah, probably. We'll learn to do that in <laughs> We'll get better time. at it. Yeah, we'll get better. But, um, yeah, so huge spoiler warning. We're going to hold no punches. We're going to talk about everything. So don't listen to this if you haven't seen but Mission you, Impossible 1. If you want to impress your movie, or impress your family while watching the movie, go ahead and listen to just yeah, all of like this. Yeah, like if you are going to, like if your family <laughs> is planning a Mission Impossible run through next week, and you're like, man, I want them to think that I'm just the best at figuring out movie plots, then go ahead and listen to this, and then yeah. they'll all be like, whoa, how'd you figure it out? And you'll be like, I'm just the best at watching movies, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so the movie basically surrounds around the idea that the IMF has been, inside. yeah, it's been corrupted, and there's someone on the inside kind who, like yeah, and they're basically, they've been working with the villain, and they don't know who it is, but they've gotten it down to one group of agents. Right. Which <clears throat> is a group of agents with Ethan Hunt in it. So they send them all on this fake mission to try and figure out who the mole is based on that. And Ethan Hunt is the only one who presumably survives. A few hours later, they find out that another woman in the group has also survived. and Claire. she She's such right, a weirdo. Her name is Claire. She's, she's kind of strange. She's really pretty, but she, I don't know. She's, she's kind of, she's overdramatic. Her she definitely, accent, I can't take her seriously. Yeah, she's now, like, Ethan, like, tackles her to the bed, and she's like, we're supposed to come here at 0400, 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 0400, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan, Ethan. And it's like, yeah, your they, voice is a weird lady. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even just her voice. I think that the actress kind of overacts with everything that she does. And, you know, it's a spy movie, so, you know, you gotta be dramatic to sell it, I guess, but she's overly dramatic, and I feel like that does take away from the plot at some points in time, but at the very end, there's kind of this train scene, but, um, we're not really at the ending yet, we're still at the beginning, but anyway, (laughs) so, um, but so she, yeah. Uh, Well, so the, so the, the whole thing is, well, first of all, the whole plot went over my head entirely. The first, the first time that he watched it, it went over his head. But I, I understood it. I fell asleep during the first time. During the first of every single movie, I fell asleep while watching it, except for Fallout. But, okay. Well, so, like, Ethan is on this fake mission, and he doesn't even know it. And then, 
Right, but everyone, everyone on dies. his team dies. Like, he, as far as he knows, everyone on his team dies. And so he calls the director of IMF, and which is another thing. How does he just yeah. call the director of IMF? And he just answers? I know. Is he's he just not like, busy? He's not... He's just never busy enough? He's like, not does like, he, hello? Sorry, I have some calls to make. He's just like, right, yes, like, Ethan? Is mm-hmm. Ethan the only sure. one in the whole world who wants it? Anyway, I Ethan, guess that that's besides the point. Oh, how's your cat doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess that's besides the point. But anyway, so he calls the director of IMF... And he's like, dang it, man, everyone on my team (laughs) is gone. And he was really upset about Sarah dying, but the relationships, and we've talked about this, are so... Yeah, the relationships in this movie, in the very beginning at least, are very all over the place. So you have Ethan Hunt, who is the guy who wears masks, and he pretends to be other people, which serves him well for pretty much the next 20 years of his life. And he's attracted to, we can tell he has a thing for Claire... Okay, so Claire is married to Jim, Jim, who's a very old man, and, and I a, and I don't know why sorry, they're married. Jim is almost as old as Ethan Hunt is in, in Fallout. Fallout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost as old. <laughs> That's how old Tom Cruise uh-huh. was. But so he's and he's in this movie. He's easily like what sixty five, sixty. <laughs> yeah, and Claire is old. like. 30s, maybe? Yeah, kind of like Donald Trump like, and Melania, yeah, essentially. Kind of. Like, or uh, kind of like uh, Jerry from Parks and Rec, whatever the heck his name is, and his wife, Gail. Yeah. Everyone's wondering, how, how did, did they... he get with her? Yeah, exactly. So we're thinking that Claire is either a gold digger, digger <laughs> or she's just really dumb. We don't really know. Anyway. Ethan is attracted to Claire, obviously, but he also has a thing for Sarah, but he seems like Jim. No, I'm just kidding. But he likes those two. Yeah. Now, the one girl, I forget what her name is. I think it's Hannah. Hannah. We don't really learn anything about Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's just there. She's just... No one cares about her yeah, when she and, dies. You know, to be completely honest, we don't really know what she was even there for in the mission. <laughs> Except like, we, we got that she was standing on the stairs or whatever, well, we know. She could have been Loki in a mask. Yeah, maybe she was. That probably would have made the plot a little bit more interesting. As, as Guardian. Yeah, and this yeah. movie is very uneventful. Um, it's not bad. It's not uneventful. I mean... This movie has the iconic he like when he's on the string thing. Yeah, the harness. And the harness, and he's down, and because he almost touches the floor. But um, I don't know. When I first watched this movie, I was completely blown away. I was amazed. And to be honest with you, that was only a few months ago. Is the first time that I saw this movie. <laughs> yeah, we're and acting like we've, we've been watching these since, <laughs> since our we childhood. were fetuses. But no. Um, but, yeah, the first time that we watched these were actually pretty recently, yeah. but, um, when I watched this movie, I was, I was legitimately blown away, like, I wanted to watch the rest of the series because of how well this movie did for me, yeah. and it was because of, you know, Ethan, really, and I loved his character, and I loved that he was able to figure things out. <laughs> and then and we I'm, get, to, and we get to the second one, and well, it's like, Well, you know what, we're not talking about that right now, okay? We're talking about the first one. A, well, son of a bracket. <laughs> But, so, I really loved his character. I loved that he, um, like, I just loved how useful he was, and I loved how resourceful he was. Yeah, like, he's, loved, at the, he's at the table with, Cre- with uh, Krager, or, uh, no, with, um, Kittredge, and he's like, yeah. he's like, the couple at six o'clock. Yeah, dude, that part was incredible. He's like, they're sitting the in the people so, looking at me with binoculars from 800 yards away. Yeah. Like, he is, he is, he was genius. incredible. He, yeah, he really was. He was a genius. He could do anything. He's a spy. He's a really good spy. He's right. already really good at what he does. And I really appreciated that they didn't try to take the whole, I'm learning how to be a spy thing. He just already knew right. how to do it. He's clearly been doing this for years. He knows what he's doing. Cocky, and when he has to go up against the IMF, he knows exactly what he's going up against. Yeah. 
and I appreciated that about him a lot. But, um, so as far as the whole, in just spoiler warning, like I'm about to give away the whole main part of the plot here. Right. Jim is the villain. <laughs> Jim, no Jim is the bad guy. And he, he and you know, I figured that out at the part where he picks up the Bible, like the Gideon Bible. Like, I was able to oh, figure that out. Oh, and he sees it, it said the Drake right. Hotel thing. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, it's Jim. And then, and then Claire is like, Ethan, you don't get this to you, Ethan. Ethan, I'm so sorry. And she's giving all these mixed signals yeah, throughout the whole time. But, I don't know. So, Claire didn't really bother me. And it, I was actually kind of upset when, spoiler warning, she dies at the end. That actually... If we're still giving spoiler warnings for you, you should just stay in. <laughs> you're not really going to, you don't have anything to lose at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, you already, already know, know the that villain. Jim is the villain. But um, one thing that I also really, really liked was Max. Like, I loved her. She is this old woman. She didn't in hesitate her... to flirt with a young Ethan. I know, right? She's in her late 60s. She's, first really of all, asking for a private meeting with Tom Cruise. Yeah. What, Ethan? Ethan. Ethan. With Ethan, who is Ethan. 34 at the time. He looks 20. Yeah, he looks like he's in his 20s. And she's just, you know, she's like, asked for a private meeting with him. And I loved her. But I also really liked that when he's going to meet with her, you're expecting to be in some kind of super underground, super dark room. Are you? Yes. When, you remember when they have him, like, put the hood on and they take him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're expecting to be in some kind of super, like, sketchy place and you're in this castle with this super preppy well, old not, woman. Not a castle, really. More like a courtroom yeah, looking. Yeah, like, kind of. esque vibe going on. Yeah. But I I just, I loved everything about him. And you know, another thing is, I appreciated that I didn't know for certain that he wasn't the bad guy. Ethan. I knew he wasn't the bad guy. Well, you know what? I, I didn't, okay? I, <laughs> I liked that. I knew that they wouldn't build an entire movie series around someone who did awful things. Well, maybe they would, you know? He I had no kill idea. people. But... Well, Spoiler warning for the rest <laughs> of the Mission Impossibles. But, I don't know. I guess that I... Just like... What? <sighs> nothing. Anyway. What? It's nothing. I talked about Ghost Protocol? Yeah. Just sit there and think about what you've done. <laughs> anyway. Spoiler warning! <laughs> rest of the movies! <laughs> anyway, um... But, yeah. So, I really, really liked this movie. And if we... If I had to give it, like, a rating from 0 to 100... When I first saw it, I would have given it, like, a 98. Now but, you give it, now that you, well, not maybe not a 98, like a 95. Like a 90. When I first saw this movie, I was totally amazed. I had never seen anything like that, and I would have given it a 98. I was confused. But see, I liked now it, that but I've, Now that I've seen all the other movies, and now that I... You know problems that And occurred. see, and I've watched it several times now. Like, I loved it, so I just kept watching it over and over. And now that I've seen it, I realize that it can, it, it's very slow at some parts. It's extremely slow. It's... You know, it's fun enough for me to go to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. It, there, easy. there's a lot of bad special effects, which for the time weren't horrible. It was 1996. Same year, it was like the year after Toy Story came out. So I'm sure the people at Pixar were like, "You want a special ingredient to make your movie good?" <laughs> but it was hard. They yeah. had to combine computer animation. Yeah. They did. They did the best. Of what the they helicopter had. scene at the end is definitely not great. It's not. It looks. I'm sure the people who saw it were like, what? Whoa, that's crazy. So, he right. He has a stick of gum <laughs> in the air? Right. For the time, I guess that it wasn't horrible, but I don't know. It was I'm... a cool moment, just I couldn't take it seriously. Right, because, because of those bad special effects. An so old having... man is right. fighting right, right, right. a 30-year-old man. Right, and he's winning? On a train? Right. And, like, 
Jim like, has those no way. nice like karate skills on the train that he uses <laughs> to like cartwheel across <laughs> when the air should have like blown for whatever reason like he suddenly knows ninjutsu. You <laughs> know. know, whatever. And he's old. He's a ninja all of a sudden. I don't know. And he looks ridiculous. Anyway, so as a total, I would probably now, give this movie about a seventy-five, maybe like a seventy-eight. Like an eighty. Like an See, 80. it's really hard because she's like seventy-five point six seven eight. I I don't like. I mean, I have been in the business where I appreciate getting down to the exact number of percentage clip. <laughs> I I give it like an eighty, not like seventy nine. Right. Eighty one. Uh, no, like I, I see. I don't think that it deserves a B minus though. Like in you know, I mean, it but blew my socks off at first. I think that it deserves <laughs> like a. <laughs> with that smell. Yep, pretty much. But I don't know. I don't think that it really deserves a B minus. I think that I would give it a C plus. I know if anyone, maybe like if anyone like listens to this, I doubt anyone will. But if anyone does. And they really like this movie. I'm sorry, but like we said, we're not holding any punches no. at all. I think that I would say about 78. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's a really good movie. But... I don't know, but see, the other thing that kind of gets me is that, like, it's an awesome movie, and but and it's not super anything totally out of the ordinary now, but for the time... It was. There wasn't really any movies that it's, was doing what this movie it's was It's hard doing. because you see Fallout, and you see the incredible special right. effects, and you see right. Mission Impossible, and you're like... It, it looks like it was made by a two-year-old monkey on a farm. Right. I don't okay, so maybe... <laughs> I think that I could settle for... Like an 80. An 82. You're so specific. What? <laughs> I feel like it has to be specific. Wow. Okay. I think that I would give when it you, like an 82. Okay, so... Um, we're looking at the IMDb. Okay, so... Why do you have to look at IMDb? Why can't you just think for yourself? Um, be a free thinker. Oh, the give whole, it an eighty-two. Like there I were said, a lot too. of they use a lot of Dutch tilts in this movie, and if you yeah. don't know what that is, they use a lot of yeah, like they do have a lot special camera where it's like the camera is tilted to where like it looks like let's right, say so it basic, looks like Ethan. Is, so basically, instead of just a headshot, it's kind of when you're trying to take a selfie, you know, like the bad angle for a selfie, where you kind of have the camera below your chin into an angle. That's pretty much what the and angle they is. they use it. They have. They use it normally to their advantage. Yeah. Like, the scene where they're making Kittredge look really intimidating. In the right. first scene, whenever they're in the aquarium, the, like, the first scene we see him, and it does that, we can see his, all of his, like, all yeah. of his triple chins. And, you know, and that's that. really, and that really was an interesting thing. They weren't just doing the basic, you know, head-on shots. They're just wide shots. A series of unfortunate events where it's just You know what? We're not talking about camp. that right now, okay? If that's you were to do to that, it, quirky. it would be like a hate... But there, I watched uh, a video from Cinema Wins where they're reviewing Mission Impossible, and that's like a channel on YouTube. Go you check should it definitely out. watch them. I don't know, they're very good. Yeah, they're well, movie optimists. He, it's very, yeah, very hype. It's the opposite of this new YouTube channel called Cinema Sense, where they say everything bad. But anyway, so this he said that in one of the scenes where Ethan is searching through the bathroom in a house that they were supposed to meet at, like their rendezvous point, he's in the bathroom and he's like throwing things everywhere, and the camera is like in the corner. Of the ceiling, mm-hmm. and he said that that is like almost the camera, like the people, like it's the people saying that the audience needs to get away because like he's so like dangerous at this point and mad that mm. like I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that like they use a lot of really interesting camera techniques. It's right, like, they and it's done it's a very it, you know <laughs> this whole series is very deep. It's very interesting. Yes, yeah. and of um, course you get to the third where they use a lot of emotional up close. Before. 
again, we're not doing that yeah. much. But, um, but yeah, so the first movie has a lot of things that weren't being done at the time. So, yeah. And still don't commonly be done. Today. Right. Thor did the Dutch tilts a lot. They did a lot, but... Right. But, <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, well... He's but, like, brother, whoa! <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that that's what I'd settle on, is about Navy 2. What do you think? Yeah. And, um, gosh, I'm trying to think... Oh, the Luther is introduced in this movie during the most like iconic spy mission of all time where Tom Cruise is hanging from the wire and that's become such a common like people now use it in movies like ironically where they're poking fun at it almost. I don't know if that's the right use for the word. But like I don't know. That scene was definitely really, really cool to watch because everyone is like sitting on the edge of their seats and as his, like the pressure sensitive floors or whatever. Yeah. And his sweat is going and we're like, oh gosh. And then he falls like 30 feet, like where he's a centimeter off the ground. Like that was definitely a lot different than I thought it was going to be. And it was not in a bad way, but like in a really good way where I was surprised. And of course, like I said, we meet Luther, who we see in every movie, which I think yeah. is great. But yeah, we yeah. get introduced to Luther, and his- and this movie definitely mm-hmm. begins a nice trend of having basically just a few of the same characters, yeah. and all the two. other ones kind of rotating, which really makes you feel very well. This involved. one only two people go on, right? I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you yeah. and so by the time that you get to the end you feel very involved with these two because it's you know, you've you feel like you've gone through so much with them. Even yeah. though you really you watch them do it on a screen, but you feel like you've gone through so much well, you, with these characters. I, I see it not more as they're my besties, let's go get a let's go eat brunch sometime. Were you about to say let's get a beer? You're like twelve. I, I said <laughs> No, I was gonna say brunch from the beginning. I'm thinking of Scott Pilgrim. Uh huh. Oh. Spoiler warning, Scott Pilgrim, they mentioned the word brunch, so, <laughs> back off, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, sorry, there's no movie called Scott Pilgrim, yeah, but, I don't but know, but anyway, but, so, like, they're not, they're not like your BFFs, but no, you care you, about them so much, you know? I mean, Luther is less of a, Luther, if you die, I'm gonna be upset, this series can't move on without you. Yeah, but they really didn't, I feel like they didn't really do a good job of developing Luther's character. They did a good job of developing Luther as he relates to Ethan, but not. But you don't really know who Luther is. They should make Luther a Luther spinoff series. Yeah, we see Luther dangling from a thing, and it's. It's. I know. The whole series is called Luther without Ethan. On. Untethered. Like yeah, (laughs) Luther untethered. (laughs) And like Ethan makes a cameo, and he's like, no. And Luther becomes aggressive in the third one all yeah. of a sudden. But again, we're not talking we're about not that. Decided. But the, the first... Ah, you're going to yeah. hit me with a broom. But the first Mission Impossible definitely stands alone. Yeah, definitely. Like, the yeah. other ones don't, really, I feel like. but No, they do. I mean, so... Spoiler <laughs> warning for every Mission Impossible. 
kind of just I mean they're all kind of standalones but the, the second one stands alone because everyone hates it now yeah. the third one stands alone to me for many reasons yeah okay you're one. right so the first the second fourth, and third ones all stand alone but four five and six all kind of rely on the third one well, that's in at true. Least, in at but least small ways. Four, five, four is like good because it has. The yeah, four is pretty much okay Burge, on its Khalifa, own. Climb. It has good scenes. Yeah, four is pretty much okay on its own. Because she's in the end, but Rogue I hate Nation, the end scene of that. But we're not talking about that. Rogue Nation and Fallout do they they to me they're almost one movie. Fallout's a lot better than Rogue Nation, but they're kind of like one five hour. Movie. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's the same director though, so it makes sense why you. Like, feel that see, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's mom. Right upstairs. She's just shouting. That's hype. Yeah, because anyway. they're not college kids that are in a dorm. No. Oh, gosh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, six relies pretty heavily on five. And five And five relates to nothing. three. No, five But it, it's pretty much standalone. Five stands alone, yeah. yeah. Five, so, five you know, kind of builds up Fallout. Yeah, they're all standalone in their own ways, but one is definitely the most, I think, standalone. All of them, except for two... And three. No. ...contribute to Fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ethan wouldn't be alive without one, <laughs> and <laughs> he wouldn't Julia have... wouldn't be in all those... Right. Yeah, so, like, uh, I'm, this I'm glad Justin, that I'm spoiler alert, no, I already Julia. Warned, I already warned them about right. all of them. So, yeah, but... Yeah. I I just you know, it they all do have their own quirks. I think that four has a lot of moments where he's sprinting. There's like a head on shot of him just sprinting to the camera. And actually so does three and two. all of them have a lot of Tom Cruise sprinting. Moments. Tom Cruise just loves to sprint. He's good at it, mind you, but he just yeah. loves to sprint. Yeah, it all started with the first one when he's running out of the aquarium. Then the second one, he has some <laughs> moment. Right. No, no, no. He's just sprinting around everywhere in the beginning of the first one. Yeah, he like just from <laughs> yeah just all over the town. He just and he loves stopwatch. He loves he's those like, like long shots of him just running. Yeah, the third the one we get like the third one we get like a thirty second shot of him just booking it. He reminds me of Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec when he's like, <laughs> "My goal is to run to the moon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much who he is, basically. Yeah, the like the third one has that like I said where Benji's like, "Turn left," and he runs a mile, and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is like, "Okay, so." Here, you're going to get this shot of just me running a mile across a deck, okay? You, can can we do that? Just one long 30-second or so shot. Can we do that? He loves to run. And the fifth one, I don't know when, Fallout, though. Fallout has, like, the most... The iconic there's sprinting like a fo- scenes. There's, like, two football field put-together long bridge that he runs across... Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't ever take a car. Nope. He doesn't like cars. He doesn't like going. cars. He doesn't like them. And he... That's uh, not That's not who he is. He jumps over buildings. He he just he, runs Yeah, he just jumps over. And t- he, he, lo- he, he jumps loves, over buildings. Yeah. He loves to run. <laughs> he encountered one problem when he leaped, like, what, 10 feet? 15 feet? That's when he, like, stopped, actually, and realistically, <laughs> like, he actually got hurt. Yeah. But it actually didn't even affect him. Like, and, But see, like, I imagine Tom Cruise in these, like, meetings when they're discussing how these movies yeah. are going to go. Yeah, we have, we have talked about this. Where, like, you know, the different writers are saying, like, <clears throat> and so at this point, I think that we should have 
Ethan Hunt running, and he's like, I can run. And they're like, we, we know Tom, don't worry, <laughs> he's we like, know. He's like, I'm fast, I'm very fast. And they're like, yes, Tom. They're like, you are. He's like, he's like, I like to run. And he runs around, like, the, and he runs around the entire table, and he's like, I'm very fast. And they all clap for him, they're like, yes, you are. Yes, Tom, you and, are so fast. And, like, and he's like, I'm the most fast. And they're like, yes, Tom, you, you are the fastest. Oh, and we, we talked about having, like, I talked about if there was a movie, like a new movie that was called, like, Mission Impossible Sprint Champion, where <laughs> Tom Cruise, or, he's sorry, only Hunt He's has, only the second fastest. Right. And Because Usain they get Bolt Usain Bolt to play, play the villain. Yeah, and the villain is a really good sprinter, and he's a sprint champion, and so in the meeting <laughs> where they're talking about it, they're like, alright, in this movie, Ethan is going to be the second fastest, and Ethan's like, or Tom Cruise is like, no... I'm the fastest. So like, no, we have Usain Bolt. He's faster than you. He's like, no, I'm the fastest. I'm very fast. And, like, yes, and he gets yes. up and he runs around the table yeah, again. again. And he's all panting. He's like, I'm fast. And they're like, yes, Tom, you are the fastest. But we're just going to pretend that Usain Bolt is slower than you. We're going to pretend. Like, they're like, now, Tom. You know how you like to act? And he's and he's like, yeah. I, he's like, yeah, I love acting. It's fun. He's like, yes, I love to act. I'm very good at acting. <laughs> and they're, like, and they're yes. like, well, we need you to pretend, you know, act. That's what that's your job. Well, that's your job. That's what you get paid to do. <laughs> like Usain Bolt is faster than you. And he's like, but, but not, not really. He's like, he's like, but I'm faster. And they're like, yes, we need you to pretend that Usain's <laughs> faster. And then they get on the set and they're getting ready to do a scene and Tom Cruise is like, I'm faster than you. And Usain's like, no, man, I think. And then he's like, Mm-mm, I'm faster. I'm pretending you're faster. And then Usain, like, looks at the other directors, and he's like, really? And they look back, they're like, just go with it. He's yeah. the fastest. And he's like, you're fastest, man. And Tom Cruise is like, very fast. I'm very fast. <laughs> and, like, that's also, like, probably how other meetings went with his stunts. But we'll talk about his stunts. We'll talk about that later. Different movies, but... Yeah, so we kind of imagine that Tom Cruise in these movies and these pitch meetings, he he's like probably child. just a little bit of a toddler <laughs> sometimes. But um, and of course, that's not to say anything bad about Tom Cruise because he is an, a phenomenal actor. He loves he's Scientology, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> you know, he's really good, and obviously, props to him. He's doing a, a heck of a job. But runs really fast. He goes so fast. <laughs> he's very, he is very the fast. fastest. <laughs> But, All right. So anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and give Mission Impossible one in eighty two. Want to do that? Yes, in eighty two. That is a percent. Good, yeah. Um, I think that that's a pretty good compromise for how much I wanted to give it when I first saw the movie <laughs> and how I feel about it now. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not a bad right. movie. It's just. It just doesn't really meet the same standard as some of the movies do today. Right. We want to um, give it respect, but we don't want to be like. This movie was given to us by God. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, but here's a movie that I do think was given to us by God. We have if you haven't seen this movie, you need to you need to figure out a way to see yeah. it. Pause this. Go on Netflix. It's on Netflix and just watch and it. And watch it. It's called Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus, versus the, the world. world. Yeah. And um it's yeah, we're going to be talking about Scott Pilgrim versus <laughs> the world. This song is in it, and it's probably the best song that's ever appeared in a movie ever. Yeah. Like, this song, when it opens in the movie... I'll turn it down. 
look, when this, when the movie appears in, or when the song appears in the movie, I, like, our dad showed us this, like, the beginning of it, and we were like, holy crap. And we had to wait a few days before we saw it, but it was definitely, like, crazy. It's one of All the right. So, if you haven't seen it, and if you don't care about it, which you should, but if you're going to listen to this, there's spoilers, by the way. We're going to talk about literally everything (laughs) about the movie. If you didn't tell from earlier. Yeah, we are not going to spare you whatsoever, but, um... Watch it now. If you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. Go watch it, and then come back here. We know that you have Netflix. We know that you watch that, like, 85% of your day. Yeah. So, anyways, um... All right, so hopefully you're back from watching Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and talk about it. Well, Um, no, we, we, we need to give him time. All right, here you go. Watch Scott Pilgrim. Here's some time to pause it. You should be watching it right now. Okay. You should be enjoying yourself. Right, okay. So you can unpause it whenever you're done. Alright. So, so, um, I'm gonna go ahead and sum up the movie, basically. Okay. So you have, um... No um, So the first, I think the the most important thing about watching this movie is that you don't go into it thinking that it's Earth. Right. Like, you need to go into there thinking that it is a comic book world because which the movie is based... Didn't. Which most people didn't, which is why it didn't do well in the box office. Also, well, they didn't it was know how marketed to... horribly. They yeah. didn't really know how to market the look movie. Up, look at the trailer. Like, they it's mar- horrible. They, they didn't know whether to market it as a comedy, an action movie, or a romance. Right. Like, they they didn't, didn't know what they were doing, really. Um, or fantasy. Like, right. th- this movie should have been marketed as Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Right. When a video game has a baby with a comic um, book. Uh-huh. That's what it should have been marketed as, but they did it as this awkward Well, kid. really what it was is um, a comic book married... Like, a comic book has a baby with a video game, and yes. then a movie adopts it. That's <laughs> right. pretty much, that's right. pretty yeah. much what it was. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so anyway... So the, the plot of the movie is basically that there's this, like, 22-year-old. 22. His, his name is Scott Pilgrim. His rating is awesome. And <laughs> he has this group of friends who he has been friends with since high school. They're in a band. Called and, Sex Bomb. Yeah, they're in a band called Sex Bomb. I love And they have songs like, you know, Garbage Truck. Threshold. They have some crazy good they songs. They do have really good songs. I kind of, I listen to them on my own time, Launch actually. Launchpad even the when Quack. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, um... But so they, you know, they're in this band, and he has this, and he, has like, a, a while ago, he was dating this girl a, who broke up with him, and yeah. she was in a different band. And she's a but, rock star. Right. And but she hooks up Her with, name is Envy. Yeah. Her name was Envy. They, and they, um, they dated for a while, but he got a bad haircut, and so she broke up with him. <laughs> yeah. And, um. And now he's dating. And so the movie starts off with probably the best opening line to a movie ever, which is... Oh, not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. <laughs> that was, but that's like yeah. the, that's how the whole movie starts. But oh he's, yeah, the eight bit uh, Universal theme too. Right, but so he's dating this <laughs> teenage Chinese girl named Knives Chow, yeah. and he invites her over to his house. You know, she watches their band, but he has a dream one night about this. Um, girl with pink hair and roller skates. He meets <laughs> her. one girl with hair like this. <laughs> Ramona Flowers. <laughs> he meets her at a party. Her name's Ramona. He does a horrible job of introducing himself to her. Talks about Pac-Man because he loves video games. He's yeah. just a nerd all around. But <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but so he kind of makes it his mission, kind of, to be with this girl. Not not and, impossible. Right. It's just a mission. <laughs> <laughs> A doable mission. (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) But he, um, 
But yeah, so he she works for Amazon, so he orders a package so that she has to deliver it to his house. He his roommate is this gay guy named Wallace. <laughs> we know he's gay. Uh huh. <laughs> they don't hold any punches with that. <laughs> but um, he yeah, so he has his he's completely straight, obviously, but he um has a roommate. Scott is right, but his roommate Wallace is you know he's gay and <laughs> and Wallace is best friends with Scott's sister. And that's kind of hilarious throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But um, anytime he wanted anything. Yeah. But so basically, so he's dating this girl Ramona, and basically the whole plot of the movie is that he has to battle her seven evil exes, and he has no idea what's going on at first. He's just like, why is this random mystical guy like trying to fight me? Yeah, he and crashes he's, through the roof. Right. <laughs> it's it's just email. it's kind of insane. Um, the whole movie. It's yeah. When and it's first... a lot to keep up with when you first see it. You're kind of like, what the heck is going on right now? But second and third watches are definitely incredible. Yeah, because you you pick up a lot more stuff, like right. even kind of like Easter eggs almost. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I love that movie because it's something that has never been done before, will never be done again. Yeah. Hasn't been done since then. And it's crazy because they did such a poor job of marketing the movie. Like, the movie that they made was actually incredible, and I love every second of watching it. comedy. Right, it has action comedy, it has a romance, but not cheesy romance. It's, like, believable and it's good. Yeah. They're so cute, and they have so many good lines that are so quotable. Like, we quote the movie all the time, and I love a good, quotable movie. Um, but, and, it, I don't know, I guess it's kind of frustrating that they did such a poor job marketing I know, it. they made, didn't they, even get above their budget. Right, they actually made only about half of the budget that they were, yeah. that they had spent. And if you don't know that much about movies, you know that you're supposed to about double the budget that you have. And if you can't double it, you're supposed to at least, ex- you know, make a lot more than what you budgeted for the movie. But they didn't even get half of it. Um, yeah. so... And the filmmakers actually said that if they had to do it again, they would because it was that important of a movie. Yeah. And it is that important of a movie, you know? Yeah. It's something that, it's just, it's so original, it's incredible. And if I was to rate this movie on my own, I would give it about a 94. Yeah, that's, Maybe I Maybe a would, 93. I'd give it, like, a 95, just a 95. because. We can be in the middle and say 94 then. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, There's. No. There's just, um, there's just a lot of awesome stuff. And it's really difficult to even sum up in this. And since it's not a movie series, I don't think we need to be talking about it for 20 minutes. But, I don't know. It's It's really cool. And another really cool thing about this movie is that the people in the band, like, the people in Scott's band, they actually, um, learned how to play the instruments that they're playing in the movie. Yeah, the actors It's them, it's their voice, it's them playing the stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And in the, like, soundtrack for the movie, it, like, when it says who the artist is, they say that the artist is Sex Bob for all the songs that they play. That's and just I just, yeah. I think that that's really funny. But they have this, uh, this a ton of, ton of different moments, like, like, you, in what they make sure you know is that Scott is not perfect. Right. Like, he, like, he cheats on his high school girlfriend yeah, with Ramona. Before, before they even, like, before they even held hands without getting embarrassed, he did it mm-hmm. with a girl who's most likely older than him, and, like, it lets you know, like, even whenever he breaks up with knives, there's that scene, he immediately gets over her, like, right. as soon as, like, he's upset, and then immediately he imagines Ramona, and then he's all fine again. Right. And, you know, 
he's not a perfect protagonist, obviously. Yeah, which and is he's realistic. Not, right, he's not indestructible. He's making mistakes. He dies. He hurts the people around him. He's stupid. He does things that, you know, a young adult does. He's yeah. completely dumb. He <laughs> trips over nothing. He's, you know, he jumps out of a window to avoid talking to someone. He does, yeah, they um, but the whole movie ex. is awesome. It has all of these different relationships. It has so many they different... They did a good job with that. Right, it has friendships, it has backstory, and even though you're kind of confused the first time that you're watching it, the second and third time you're like, wow, this is incredible. And you, even when you don't know what's going on, you know you like it. Right. It's so funny, and it has so many good actors. It has Anna Kendrick. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, and it, yeah. That's why it's so sad. Like, oh, and Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Uh, right, it has... Audrey, what's her name? Audrey Plaza. Uh, Audrey, Audrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec. It's so many good actors and, and actresses. It just didn't in this do, movie. I'm and surprised it, it do well. I'm surprised like it did bad. Like, cause I feel like someone who. Oh my gosh, the villain from Sky High. Yeah, she plays Ramona. Yeah, she plays Ramona. Huh? I can't believe you just said that's how we know who. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It has so many good actors and actresses and the soundtrack is awesome but also the camera angles and the shots you know like the, all of the different camera shots like okay oh, when the transitions not, right the transitions the transi- yeah she yeah and all the different things even, like the like the cinematography they did a crazy crazy good job with the transitions like they have that one scene where they kind of tell you that like scott all you can think about is ramona by they have the transitions where, like, someone will be talking, and then they'll go to the right side, and then it switches to where they're, like, like outside or something, and then it's hard to explain. Like, if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. just the amazing transitions that they have. Which, we gave you direct orders to go and watch it, so I don't know why yeah. you haven't yet, but I don't know. Here, this is something to fend you away. I already said it, but Scott dies. Boom. So if you didn't go back and watch it, that's your punishment. It's not how it ends. But <laughs> No, he doesn't stay dead. He has like a one up life. Yeah, that... He, that he earned earlier. Right. And I like that. They have a lot of different callbacks to different things that had happened yeah. earlier in the movie, so they're never pulling something out of thin air. It's like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. That's... And they, like, to go to the X's, because I'm looking at this Avengers poster and there's Chris Evans on it. All the battles were so unique. The first guy, the first evil ex, Matthew Mitchell. He's so annoying. He's so annoying. He's like, Scott Pilgrim. Oh my gosh, he's in his haircut is horrible. <laughs> you know, and the whole thing he's, was that they dated uh, in seventh grade because so he wasn't a jock. Annoying. And then, let's see here, there's also the guy that Chris Evans plays, and he's hilarious. Yeah, there's like, the, the all, the, all the battles. And they have this whole spoof on vegans, which <laughs> yeah. is so funny. I know, it's like basically they have, being um, vegan makes you better. And what is that guy's name? The actor? The actor for him? For the vegan? For the vegan. He, I don't know what his name is, but he played He played the Superman. Adam. He, yeah, he played Superman once. He played the, he plays the Adam in, um, <laughs> CW's, And they're making um, fun of him show. so much. I feel like he's an idiot. They're yeah. The whole thing. He's so, oh my gosh, he's the so girl funny. There's this evil. whole thing where somebody calls him, like, a name, and they're, they call him, I don't remember what, what word they said, but they called him, like, an insult. It was, like, a long word. He's like, I don't know what that means. And then the narrator goes, he really didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, just, I think you know, like, and the narrator might be, like, my favorite character in the movie. Because they do, they have, like, this like narrator who will kind of like, pop up every now and then. Well, he, I mean, it's not a narrator. It's, like, the words that pop up on the screen. Right. Oh, actually, yeah, there's, like, drawings, and then the mm-hmm. narrator is, like, Scott's aware that his last breakup was 431 days ago. Yeah. 
three hours after his last haircut. He's been cutting his own hair yeah. ever since. Yeah. <laughs> three hours after. Right. But these are things that we quote to one another and that you would quote to your friends. You guys all watched the movie, but Why you probably you watched it? But you probably didn't because they marketed it so horribly. Just just go watch it. Yeah. Please. But like there's the girl evil X thing, I was like, What? But that that was a cool battle. And then um the fifth one oh the fifth and sixth were probably definitely one of my favorites. Where they had, like, those sound wave monster things. You know what I mean? Sound wave monster things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the twins, yeah, okay. with the twins, yeah. I got you. That was definitely one of the best Because Ramona dated scenes. twins at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But that that battle was just amazing. And they did a good job with the animation, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Like, they had a lot of scenes where it... <laughs> yeah, where it could have been really bad. But yeah, lot. where... Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. But I think that we should probably... I think that we should settle 94%. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the last evil ex. We'll go kind of... <sighs> He's so... I love the movie. Uh, we'll go just a little bit short, but he the last evil ex has that line where he's like, well, if my cathedral is too advanced for your tragically Canadian sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and he says just this long I sentence. I escort you from the premises. Yeah. And that, I think that I'm going to, like, cross-stitch that line onto a pillow. I know, that line, it's long, it's like a paragraph long, but it's in, like, the last battle where Scott gets love, the power of love. Scott earned the power, the power of love. love. Scott earned the power of self-respect. Yeah, it's pretty hype. But definitely, yeah. honestly, my total review for this would probably be, go see it. Just go watch the movie. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, and if you yeah. have, you appreciate so, everything that we're saying. And you're like, wow, I agree with you. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know the best scene. Yeah, or one of the best is yeah. he's getting to the elevator and there's the two passengers and it's like, what's the passenger? He's like, whatever. And then he gets through and then they're like, second passenger and he just sighs and he's like, <sighs> and he makes it, but. Yeah. Okay. There's just a lot of ton of moments we could get into, but we don't right. want to waste I, your time. The whole movie is kind of just one big roll of awesome moments. The actually the the, the slogan <laughs> I, for the I movie. I just feel kind of like I'm on drugs when I'm with you. Not that I do drugs, but, unless you do drugs, <laughs> in which case I do drugs all the time. Yeah, every and, drug. And they they're not afraid to poke fun at itself. Whenever right. he he she's like, Ramona. Whenever he's dead, is like, cause oh yeah, he dies, again. Mm. Third time we're saying it. He goes. I feel like I learned something after she goes, maybe I'm not the one you've been fighting for. And so, I don't know. There's just so many moments. And right. the slogan for the movie was an epic of epic epicness. And I think that's good. Yeah. But they should have called it, they should have said, a video, video game, game that had, had a, baby a baby with, with a, comic a comic book. And then it was adopted by, by a movie. movie. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Michael Sarah was the child. <laughs> and then they had to... Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the movie was... Amazing, just all together. Like you haven't seen it, go watch it. And if you're, just you, you need just to just watch see it. it. Yeah. If you all might right. not get some of the stuff, it's yeah. just watch it twice. Yeah. And then you'll understand. Yeah. Anyway, it's not for everyone, but I don't know. It you should watch it either way, just because there could be something in there that you like. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I feel like now is a good a time as any to start talking about um, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, kind of. I don't even know like where to start with. We're that. we're not doing cheap segues with this at all. We're oh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do 
Or we're not, yeah, we're not doing any good segues at all, but we're not going to try to connect it, but we... So, remember that part in Scott Pilgrim when, like, you know, they had to gather all the people who've ever dated Ramona? That's kind of <laughs> like how Marvel had to gather all the <laughs> yeah. people who've ever played <laughs> or how they gathered in Infinity Stones. movies. <gasps> Speaking of Marvel Infinity War... <coughs> Spoiler <laughs> warning! No, I mean, we're not really going to talk about Infinity War. Um, I want to kind of talk about we'll, our We'll thoughts. do our own review. Right. We, we'll do that maybe next week. I don't know. But I really want to talk about Endgame. Like our thoughts on what how yeah. Endgame is going to go. Okay, so... <laughs> so, hold on. So, first of all, a few trailers... Says, have, I probably thought of it, too. So Yeah, well. A few trailers yeah, have been released. Um, <laughs> but there are basically two schools of thought right now for how the movie is going to go. First of all, there's a group of people who think that there that iron man alone is gone like there's a school there's a group of people who they think that you know he is gone no that he's gonna be dead like he's gonna die at the beginning oh go back to trailer for avengers i'm not i'm not sure that it's necessarily at the beginning but you know i'm kind of on this group where he's gonna die he's he's gone yeah in the spider-man far from home trailer he's missing and it's happy flirting and i feel i get really uncomfortable with that yeah. And Tony could be the one flirting. If if he's alive... Happy shouldn't be flirting with anyone if he's alive, he's probably, for the rest of his life. He's probably vetting Pepper. He's probably at home with wow. Pepper. Wow, okay. That's true. He was gone. Yeah. For so long. Anyway, but, um, so, yeah, there's that. There's and that there's also this whole, um, idea of... Iron Man is gonna get an Iron Gauntlet suit. I don't know if that's what she was gonna say. But that's a theory. That he's yeah. gonna get this suit that has all six Infinity Stones... At least I think that's it. I don't know. I, th- I really don't know what it is, but so there's... I could be wrong. But the other, what I was going to say was that um, that there's an idea where maybe the original Avengers all... Eat, and, you know, after Infinity War, the original Avengers are some of the only people who were left. Right, that that is a thing that we and noticed. that's And that's true. But so um, some people have been thinking that the reason for that... Because, you know... Both movies were shot at about the same time. Yeah, it was like six. They were like filmed, shooting. right? They were filmed at the same time as one another, and so we were <clears> thinking <throat> that, um, that they actually have to travel back in time to yeah. the original Avengers movie. And you might disagree with me on this, but I think that it's actually pretty pause- plausible. Which we mostly um, think is because there was a photo. Right, there was a photo taken where they all have these weird watches. It on was on the internet. It was like it was from New York. Steve Rogers. Chris Evans, whatever you want to say, right. had this suit that was ex- identical, like the exact right. same Right, it was the original suit, but he had a watch on. Ant-Man's there, and it's like the whole setting right. from New York, and they have these weird things on the backs of their right. hands. Right, but um, anyway, so they the original Marvel, you know, Avengers have to go back to the original yeah. Avengers movie, and they have to basically take out, um, they have to take out Thanos then... Right, because there's so that So that he portal. never gets the opportunity to, you know, get the rest of the Infinity Stones. And a good um, way to back this up is because in Spider-Man Homecoming, there's a part where it's like a time card and it says so many time years card. later. Yep. And At the very beginning, Vulture, right. after he's... And that time is wrong. And I don't remember all the details of that, but um, the yeah. time the somehow mo- was wrong. Like, it was messed up. It was either less or more... But they think that the reason for that yeah, is because the Avengers traveled back in time and kind of messed up the timeline. And it said, so if the movie, uh, Avengers came out in, 
I want to say 2010. That sounds right. Probably yeah. around then. The Avengers, uh, let's see, Avengers 1. I'm going to look up, let's see. Okay, 2012. 2012. Actually, so 2012. Wow. okay. And the title card in Spider-Man Homecoming says that eight years later is t- uh, 2017, because that's when the movie came out, mm-hmm. when actually it should have been 2020. So right. either the people at Marvel are mm-hmm. idiots, or right. they're leaving behind a very important... Right, movie. and so they think that there's a, you know, that there's a chance that... And that's um, very, very plausible. Right. I definitely think that's going to happen. And so we think that, you know, somehow Iron Man is the only way to stop... You know, to to kill Thanos at that point in time. He could die. Because he's the only one who could get through the portal and survive for even a short amount of time. He's the only one who could get the missile through. So they think that he might, that he and Ant-Man maybe might go, both of them, somehow. And that's why, you know, Stephen Strange saved his life. Like, so that's why he gave up the time stone. Right, we know Tony's gonna do something vitally important. Right, and we're pretty certain that he's gonna have to give up his life. Because that would kind of make things come full circle from him being this weird playboy Yeah, that, that would who, kind of complete his character a lot. That right. would definitely make us... And I think this, you know, I do think that Pepper is pregnant. I think that they're foreshadowing that a lot in Infinity yeah. War. And I think that she's fine. <laughs> I think that, you know, the baby is fine. But I think that, um, I think that Tony is going to have to sacrifice himself. I think that Pepper is going to be left with probably a son, I'll assume. And I think that that son is kind of going to be, like, the, kind of like the child of all of the Avengers, sort of. Where, like, they're all kind of like, this is Tony's kid, yay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you doing... What? Oh, I thought you were doing something from the cartoon we watched. Oh my gosh, are you talking... Event next Avengers. Next Avengers. Oh, dude, okay. I remember that. That's not. That's I was just doing. a cartoon. Probably That's not super what I was doing. I think that it's on Netflix, but I don't know. Let's I don't know. We watched that a lot as a kid, just because we liked Avengers a lot when we were kids. I yeah, mean, we that... still are kids, but when we were slightly smaller kids, I, I guess. I think that movie came out in theaters. No. 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 Was it just a weird indie? No, it was an indie. It was from Marvel. It's official. But oh. Hmm. Came out two thousand eight. I don't know. That's not... Oh, Kevin Feige. Hmm. So this is Marvel. Not right. canon, but it's Marvel, so... Alright, well... Well, anyway, so, like, it could be the child of, like, all the Avengers. Right. And tra- I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't think that they'll necessarily... I, I don't know. I just think that they'll be kind of... I do... I, I just think that Pepper having, you know, Tony's right. son after he's sacrificed himself for the whole universe, I think that that would just make the whole Marvel cinematic series come full circle. It'd be crazy sad because Pepper has to raise someone without Tony. That'd probably make me yeah. cry a lot. Yeah, but for real. something, I don't know, like, if that necessarily is gonna happen. I mean, I do definitely think, not maybe, like, that he's the child of the Avengers, but right. I, I do think it's very possible that, um... Marvel could kind of, like, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of this but, I mean, theory, but know. that Marvel could restart everything with yeah. Avengers Endgame. Like, they, like all know, the old Avengers are going to die, and they're going to be left with, you know, Sam and Bucky and, um, you know, Peter and... I hope that doesn't happen, because, I, yeah, and, I mean, you know, you have Rhodes and all these different people who are going to be kind of taking the spots of the old Avengers, and I hope that that's not what happens, because I, Chris Evans is, he's fine. He's still kicking, you know? They don't need to take him out of Marvel. Yeah. 
I think that he's doing fine. Then there's this, there's all this stuff around going like that he's gonna have that like his contracts up. I but hope then, not. Like someone else said that like he's renewing his contract. Right. I I I don't know. I know that there's like a lot of different stuff. I did Robert Downey Jr. renew his contract? Um, I actually don't know. You could look it up. Well, yeah. I so I so we know for certain that you know we know that everyone who's gone that they have to come back. I personally like to think that they're all kind of in the soul stone, like in the soul dimension. Um, just because yep, it finishes after, and there's a chance that Thanos actually could could be also in the soul dimension, which that's pretty unpopular. That's a pretty unpopular. He's in theory. the trailer for Avengers Endgame. Well, you know what, Josiah. Yeah, that's pretty, unpo- and it's pretty unlikely also, just based on everything. I just, I, and I'm not saying I think it's true, I just think that it would be really cool if, like, when he willed for 50% to leave, that he also, like, willed himself away also, just because he cared about his cause so much. Because I really don't think that he was some, you know, and that's what the movie wanted you to, like, the movie didn't want you to think that he was just some evil, horrible person who didn't care about anyone yeah, but himself. They spent a lot of time making sure that he was a developed person who really just wanted order but was going about it in the wrong way. And I think that if they had had him disappear also with the 50%, that would have really rounded out his character even more. Because he would have been willing to die? Right. Because he had chosen to die. so Downey's contract is up. Chris Evans' contract is up. Uh Uh-oh. And Chris Hemsworth's (gasps) contract is up, so... That is bad. All three of the main Avengers are up, and they're mm. leaving. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, and there's also that theory that um, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine's going to be in it. They said that mm. they saw him there, like, around wow. the set. And he well, has you know, Wolverine Maybe he was visiting with his buddies. But he had Wolverine-style hair. Maybe that's how he likes to do his hair on the weekends. You never know. I highly doubt that. Catch him on the weekends, looking like Wolverine. <laughs> if, I could look, if I could walk around and I could just have hair that everybody was like, oh, that's Wolverine, I would do that all the time. Yeah, well, realistically, shouldn't his hair be all gray from, like, frazzled from Logan? Actually, technically speaking, from Logan. Well, you know what, Josiah? I'm not going to go into Logan. No. (sighs) Anyway, but, um, Uh, and I'd be so, and I know, like, in my heart, I know. In my heart. That Tony Stark is gone. But he is probably. I, I thought he was gonna be gone in Infinity. But I think that, that he, moment Thanos stabbed yeah, him with that I, sword. Yeah, I was, I was bracing like, myself because see, Tony Stark is probably in my top five favorite movie characters ever, if not like top three. Desmond Doss, Robert Downey Jr., and Scott Pilgrim. It's actually pretty close to my top three. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but um. But yeah, so. He's definitely up there, for some, sure. Some, and some so, as soon as he's gone, I'm just going to have to rewatch Iron Man 1. She's just going to be sobbing. Yeah, I'm just going to be sitting in the basement on watching Iron Man 1 on repeat, like, sobbing for and the rest of my life. cut out of Iron Man in the basement. Yep, that's what we'll do. Can you get on the internet and find one of those? <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank You're relying you. so much on the internet right now. I know. Alright, well, um, I feel like we've accomplished our mission here. So, it we rated... So, so, we have rated Mission Impossible 1. We gave that, what did we give it, like, an 82? 82, yeah. We gave that an 82. We rated Scott Pilgrim. We gave that 94. And we've talked about how sad we're going to be when Tony Stark dies in Endgame, inevitably. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so, we might talk, we're probably going to talk more about 
and Ooh, how much are the cardboard cutouts? Like 40 bucks. Not a lot That seems worth it, you know? Um, I want one of those. Actually, can you just find like a Robert Downey Jr. one? Yikes. That's <laughs> gross. How old is he now? Like 85? He, I know he's like late, maybe early 60s. 107? Something like that. He's old. He's anyway. Old. Um, he's 53. Okay. <laughs> Not even old as Tom Cruise. Anyway, if you chose to listen to this, thank you for listening to it. Probably, um, you're probably not listening to this. You no, know, probably not. This has been going on for a long time. A you're probably not interested anymore. It's that's 64, fine, that's fine. 65 bucks. Oh, perfect. Is that just his head? I want that. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> you're not giving the fan not even fans. You're not giving the listeners a very good impression, impression. of myself. <laughs> Of how you I don't him. really want. She just that. likes him as an actor. She's not yeah. like insane. I mean, I could use a Tom Holland cutout though. Not really. Maybe. No. Oh yeah, he has that I, movie. No, Spies I want a cutout of the frog that's living in Tom Holland's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's aware of it too. Yeah. He anyway. Purpose. But, okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I think. All right. We're so we've been up. talking for a really long time. It's been an hour. Okay, so as of this moment, right now, it's like an hour and sixteen seconds. Wow, so. that's exciting. Yeah. All right. So, all right. See you on the flippity flip. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you for listening to us talk about movies. All right. And do you think that either um, Mission Impossible One or Scott Pilgrim could potentially be one of the best movies of all time? Scott Pilgrim could think be Scott up there. Scott Pilgrim is on the list. Mission Impossible couldn't be. No, I don't think that Mission Impossible is on the list. It's a good movie, but it's definitely not, not one the of best. best. No. All right. So it definitely got the series on the right track, but it but, hasn't. But see, the problem with Mission Impossible One is that it hadn't perfected the formula yet. Exactly. But once you get to three, four, five, and six, it has perfected the formula. Except for the end of Ghost Protocol. Well, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. So, and Scott Pilgrim is definitely so a potential. So should we add Scott Pilgrim to the list of potentially the best movie of all time? Yes. Okay. He is on the list of potentially the best. So to end the episode off, let's do. Let's end it with a classic 8-bit game over sound effect. So I'm just going to press the button for it to start. Here we go. Hold on. Why don't we oh. play Garbage Truck first? You yes. should. You could listen to it. You could go and listen to it. Or, or we could play it now. Well, the boss is saying I need to, so. Yep. So here's his Garbage Truck. It's a song. I don't know if you can hear this, but... <laughs> yep, that's Expo Bomb. Alright. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna go ahead and go. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm gonna press the button right now.